Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. I don't know about you, but some of us here today may have grown up in a family that showed love, that demonstrated love was what it was all about. Some of you, on the other hand, may not have experienced that. Some of you may not have grown up in a in a two-parent home or even in a one-parent home that demonstrated love. And it's something you've always yearned for and longed for. And that's okay. That, that happens. That's part of life. But how many know that we have a father that loves you? And all he wants to do is remind you that you are his son, you are his daughter, and that he is here for you today. Amen? But that's why he instituted the church. The church is a family. It's, it's not just for you to come on a Sunday and, and hear a message, hear the Word of God, and, and go about your merry way the rest of the week. The church exists as a family. It's to provide you a brother, a sister, a mother, Mother Betty in our church. It's for those that have women that have not ever connected with a woman. Let me tell you right now, if you want to connect with a woman that's filled with wisdom, Mother Betty can speak life into your life. How many know that? How many have already experienced that in their life? Lisa, you're blessed. You're blessed. Amen? You're blessed. Now, does that mean Mother Betty was perfect? No. Pastor Rick was not perfect. None of us here are perfect. But we can count on each other. How many times have you cried on the shoulder of somebody here in this church? How many times have you just poured out your heart upon somebody in this church? Well, if you haven't, I'm here to remind you that's what we exist for. We're a family. That's what the family exists for. Have you done that at home? Have you ever, as a little child, remember crying on mother with mother? Because you didn't do that with dad, right? Dad would spank you and tell you, come on now, man up. Especially if you're a boy, right? There's no crying. Come on, right? We have family for that. We have our mothers, our fathers. I'm just a mama's boy, okay? I'll tell you that right now. I'm a mama's boy. Any other mama's boys in here? Yeah, I, I see some, some men raising their hands in here. And there's nothing wrong with that. We had a family growing up, and it was about love. One of the great things, and I've mentioned it here before, is I had a grandfather, Grandpa John Torres, that demonstrated that love to his wife, to his kids, my aunts and my mom, and in turn, my mom has demonstrated that love to us. My dad as well. They demonstrated that love to us as kids. Love is very important and it's a strong emotional tie in your life. That's why you right now can, can think back on relationships that you had. Maybe even from when you were in school. I'm talking to you adults now. Maybe from high school. Some that you love these people. You grew up with that you still have relationships to this day. Maybe others in your family that you haven't seen in a long time, in years, but you know you love them because they were there for you. Amen? How many know what I'm talking about? You have relationships. There's a bond there. There's something, there's a connection that God has placed in our spirit, in our soul, that love bonds you with somebody else. Love should bond you in a relationship. It should bond you together it's not a relationship when you get married, isn't it? It isn't just about a physical aspect of it. It's not just about, okay, now I get to, 
to, to have sex with my wife forever. It's not about that. It's, it's an emotional bond now. It's a connection now with your spouse. God placed deep inside of you. Amen. Amen? Yeah. And, and that emotion, it, it goes everywhere you go. It goes everywhere she goes. Amen? Yeah. And, and so God knows what he's doing. Amen. God knows what he's doing. Yes. You know, and I'm going to jump ahead of myself, but we always got to remember to put God first. In the very beginning, who did he create? He created Adam. He didn't create Adam and Eve at the same time. He created Adam. And I believe it, part of it was that he wanted Adam to understand the principle of trusting God. Because if he had had Eve at the same time, they would have trusted in each other. Do you see that? They would have trusted in each other. I believe God created Adam so that Adam, in turn, would learn to trust God. And then he would teach Eve that, hey, look, we got to trust God. Now, ultimately, you know the story. They didn't put their trust in God. They blew it, just like all of us do. We blow it. Why? Because we're not perfect. But God equips us and gives us what we need. Amen? Love is what you need today. See, when we're born, family is the first thing that we usually associate love with. Familial love. Amen? And 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 I pray that you had that experience growing up. But that's why it's important to know that God is your father. If you didn't have that experience, God can be that gap, that void. He can fill that void in your heart. Amen. Amen. It was it was demonstrated in action and in words in my young life and continues to be demonstrated. I want to demonstrate that to my family. Can we all say thank you, Jesus, this morning? If you saw that demonstrated in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for a loving family, that I was brought up to know what love is all about. And and here's the thing. If you didn't get raised in that, when you start to explore this word and understand the love that Jesus had for you and I, that he gave his life for you, it it blows your whole whole faith or your your, your belief system apart because he's teaching you what true love is all about. True love is sacrificial. Amen? That means it gives up myself for the other. It it gives up my needs for someone else. I spoke to someone this morning, and I I won't point out their name, but today they go out and feed the homeless here. This today and another day during the week. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's great that they can do that. And uh, some of you I know do that on a regular basis, uh, including this person. So, again, God's created in us, a love that we put into action for others. Amen? Amen. Here's what I do know, though, as, as I grow older now and study the Bible more, we learn that we're to love God first, and family is supposed to be second to God. That, that's kind of difficult sometimes for us to understand. Everybody say this, God is first, God is first. Family, is second. family is second. You tell that to the people outside the church walls, the people that don't believe in God, they're going to look at you kind of funny and go, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, they, they put family first or they put themselves first. They don't have time for God, right? God says, no, 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 no. You put me first and I'll take care of everything else. Amen? Take care of God first. Now, that's one truth that I have found over the past Almost 40 years now, I have been a dad. Almost 40 years. Can you believe I'm barely 29 and I've almost been a dad 40 years? I don't know how that's possible. 
But I find over the years that family becomes more important than ever as we get older. Ain't that the truth? And those of you that are over 29 know what I'm talking about today. You can agree with me that the older we get, the more important family becomes. And I I look back and, and why is that? Because time goes like that. It's but a vapor. Life is but a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. All of us today have lost loved ones. All of us see and know the brevity of life. It's here today. Somebody can be full of life and gone tomorrow. None of us have today promised. Amen. That is why we are to love one another, to love your neighbor, to love your family, and more importantly, to love God. Amen. Can you, stay, can you say that with me? That I am to love my neighbor. I'm to, I'm to love my neighbor. I'm to love my family. And, and here's some hard things to say for the older generation. They call them the old school generation. Words like this. I love you. you how many know what I'm talking about? The old school generation, they didn't go around saying, I love you. I love you. I'm proud of you. That just what didn't happen. They demonstrated that in their actions. Their actions, they provided for you. They were there for you. Well, if I change my feelings, I'll let you know. That was another expression they'd tell you, right? But they wouldn't tell you, I love you. Let me, let me remind each of you, including myself today, God wants you to tell your, your family, I love you. Amen? Amen? Just receive that this morning. Amen. So it's when you begin to appreciate the very life God gave you, the very life God gave you, that you can truly understand what family love is all about. You can't understand it until you begin to appreciate the love God has for you. Now, we heard a wonderful testimony a couple weeks ago from Brother Robert. How many here heard that wonderful testimony? It's on SoundCloud.com if you want to hear it again. But here's the thing. He appreciates life now more than ever. I promise you that. If you don't believe me, go talk to the gentleman. He'll tell you how much, and he'll, his family will tell you how much they appreciate life. They realize life is here one minute and could be gone the next second. And that's why he appreciates life. You know, why, you know what's happened because of that? And I haven't asked him this. I haven't asked his wife this. But I know this. He's become a better father. He's become a better husband. He's become a better co-worker. Why? Because he appreciates the life God has given him. Amen? Amen. I want you to stand with me, and we're going to read our sermon text this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it should be on your outline. If you don't have an outline, raise your hand, you'll be given one. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, and this is out of the ESV, the English Standard Version. It reads like this, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time in your word. I pray, Lord, this morning that your love would be demonstrated every day in our life. Father, help us to understand this morning the importance of loving one another. Father, you sent your son to die on a cross because you loved us so much. You didn't want anyone to perish, 
anyone to die that you sent your son, that we might have everlasting life. And Father, while we don't have to give our life necessarily, Lord, all you expect is for us to put our faith and trust in you. And Lord, you pour out blessing upon us. You pour out your love upon us when we do that. So Father, we pray your blessings on the rest of this service and on the rest of our day. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. Amen. I asked a few people if they would come up to the front up here with me to share uh, some quick testimonies of what God's love means, the, the, the love of family, the love of God in their life. So I'm going to start uh, with Irene. I, I believe uh, she has a, a word to share with us as well. So give her a big hand as she comes up this morning. Amen. And those of you that I ask next, get ready. Amen. God bless you, Irene. What does uh, God's family mean to you? Here you go. I guess it means everything to me. Um, first of all, I came from a big family, and um, I God, you know, God knows what He's doing. Yes, He does. Uh, as a little child, I experienced God. I remember I was probably about six or seven years old, and I remember finding the quarter. And a quarter. Now you know you're going to know how old I am. A quarter was a lot of money back when I was a kid. Uh, I could buy five big hunks or 25 pieces of bubble gum. Whoa, but anyway, I remember ago. finding that quarter and feeling this something that I didn't understand. It was like a blessing. And um, But I knew I was God's child. And um, I just, ever since that moment when I found that quarter, I, I kind of just experienced God in every aspect of my life. But anyway, like I said, I came from a big family. Um, my baby sister's here with her husband Woo! and my nephew. Yes. But more than that, uh, I remember going to church. We we drive all the way to Oakland every Saturday, right? Yeah. Every every Saturday, and the church was filled with like this many colors of people, and I just remember feeling like it was an extended family. It was another mm -hmm. part of our family, and we'd go to Bible study. And I feel that now. I feel this. We see each other quite a bit. Um, we do a lot of fun stuff together. But it's all part of God's family. And God, Amen. God knows what he's doing. He made us all. And we all look different. Because if we all look the same, this would be very... It wouldn't be glad. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to say that um, I feel very loved by God. I felt his love all my life. Most of my... You know, as a child... And I'm thankful that um, our parents brought us to church to know God. And I'm just glad that God never let go of me. Let me, let me ask you one last thing before she closes. Have you experienced a deeper love of God as you've gotten older? You've got, uh, how, how can you explain that, how that difference is now? I don't know. I, I think it's when you start growing older, you, you mature. But you just understand this wisdom that God gives you. Um, yeah, we're, we're here just a moment. And before you know it, I mean, like I look at, at you young people. I was that young child that used to look up at older people in, in our, in, you know, when we were kids. And um, now I'm the old person. <laughs> but I, I know that God gives us this wisdom, this understanding yes. about, um, about, about life. Yes. And you got to keep him number one because like, like we don't understand that 
right. being about what it says in the Bible that you keep God first, then your family second. And a lot of people would say, oh, no, no, no. Because God knows what he's doing. You Amen. keep him number one. He takes care of all the other things. Yes, so true. And take that pride out. Amen. Amen. Give her a big hand this morning. Amen. I've, I've asked uh, another person, but what, what, what Irene was saying, though, that it's just powerful. It's, she grew up with the family, the, the love of having the experience of seeing different colors. You, what you're really getting is a snapshot of what heaven's all about. That's God's family. Amen. God's family incorporates all of us. Amen? Amen? All shapes and sizes, colors, sizes. I mean, it's all part of God's family, and that's the beauty of it. I have another person that I'd like to ask up here, um, one that is uh, more than uh, uh, most of us reluctant to speak, but I, I've gotten to know this person um, since 2009 when I first worked with him, and um, he's made a, made, made a huge growth in his life, and to see his family, when he came to this church, our church just about doubled <laughs> when he came and brought his family and his extended family and his in-laws and his, or his, uh, uh, yeah, his in-laws, sister-in-laws and so forth and cousins and nieces and nephews. Uh, he's an amazing help to our church. Give Garland Steubenberry a big hand as he comes up. I'm proud of Garland. Yeah. Amen. Garland, what does uh, God's family mean to you? One, I'm surprised I'm up here. Yes. <laughs> I'm really nervous. But for yeah. God's family means a lot to me. Um, Thank you. If you knew my background, if you knew my story, you'd understand why. I was four or five, and I was taken from my, my grandmother. I was put into the system. Um, went into multiple homes, went into a family that raised me for the rest of my life, that said they loved me, said they cared about me. But for me, I felt like I was seeking their approval, wanting the love that I desired. And I didn't feel like I was getting that. And then I, we started going to church, um, raised in church throughout the rest of my life. And I felt the love there, but the moment Something went wrong. I made the wrong decision. It didn't meet their approval. And then that family that I had there was gone. It's like, all of a sudden, you say you love me, but where are you? So from that day, I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't let anyone get that close to me. Mm. Especially in church. But in 2008, <laughs> she knows already. I met me. Yes, amen. That same year, I called my father-in-law, who's here today. Yes. And he gave the approval to marry me. Yes, amen. Amen. And from that day forward, my family began. I had me with me. I had Chris, who was probably about three. And then I had the rest of her family who accepted me and didn't judge me for anything. And throughout the years, we were just trying to find a church home. And through the grace of God. Amen. God put you into my life. Yes. Amen. And Put you into my life. 
you put us both into yes yes but we met each other prior to him uh, when he was going to bible school and we still stayed in contact but if it wasn't for movies in the park mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't be here today but because we went to movies in the park and we accepted the invitation of coming to church that day the following day the moment we walked in the door the love and the acceptance was there i didn't have to amen. seek it it was given already amen i didn't have to ask someone for their approval i mean you walked right through those doors there's a smiling face and there's a a hug amen and that's the love that i desire and that's what god has given me so far amen Amen. Give a big hand. God bless you, brother. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The family of God. God's love. How many can relate to that, right? You know, and one of the important things that he brought up was he brought up unconditional love. And, you know, the church is supposed to be a place of unconditional love. We're not to judge one another. How many know that? And all too often, we have churches in our society that judge. Uh, and, I, and I say this again, which I've said before many times. Billy Graham said the following statement. It's not our job to judge. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. Our job to love and the Father to judge. Yes. Yes. Our job is to love one another. That's what Jesus taught. Jesus taught love one another. We're not the almighty judge that's going to slam the gavel down and say, condemn the hell or rejoice in heaven. That's not our job. Our job is to love one another and encourage people like Garland to feel accepted. And, and that process brought him to the cross of receiving Christ into his life. If he never would have received a smile, if he never would have received love, a hug, do you think he would have come to the point of accepting Christ into his life? No, never. But that's why I want to remind you, that's the importance of God's family, God's love. Yeah. All of us here to love one another, no matter who walks in through those doors. Amen? Amen. Who else did I ask? I asked Mother Betty. Mother Betty, do you, can you come up here to the front? Okay. Give her a big hand this morning. Yes. Yes, Mother Betty's been an amazing woman in our church, as you know. All of you that have gotten to know her, um, I've, never, I've never seen a bad spirit, a bad remark out of this woman. I have nothing but, um, but praise for this woman. And I know she's not perfect. I lift her up, and, and Lisa's probably going, oh, Pastor, you don't know my mom, you know, because and, and, that's how us kids can be, right? But, but, the, but the Mother Betty that we know, and she's the mother of our church, we call her Mother Betty in respect and in honor of her Thank for you. being uh, part of our family. And so, Mother Betty, tell us what the family of God means to you. Thank you, Pastor. Stand Good morning, around. church family. Morning. I'm just so thankful to be in the house of prayer, house of the Lord. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, yes. Let us go into the house. Yes, amen. I uh, have been where I couldn't come to church well, due to illness, but I just thank God for my church family. First of all, let me back up. 
I thank God for my immediate family as well, my, my first family, my blood family. My father used to tell us as children, I have two sisters and a brother. Coming up, he would say, family, God first, God first, family second, friends and acquaintance next. And he would tell us, always look out for family. And he was an example, my dad was. He had a brother named Charlie. He was an alcoholic. And he would be, they would call Skid Row when I was a girl, they call it Skid Row. He would get drunk and he would be there on the corner with the, with the winos. We, they called them winos back then. And he would be dirty and smelly. My father would go and get his brother. He was never too dirty. He never smelled too bad for him to go and get him. He Amen. would bring him home. We were children and we saw this. He would bring him home, have him to take a bath, give him some of his clothes to put on, um, have him sit at the dinner table with us and fed him. And this went on for years and years and years. And God finally saved Uncle Charlie. Amen. When I yes. One day he came to the house, he had a suit on, and he was going to church, and God saved him. So that was unconditional love. Yes. And that stuck with me. I love my family. I thank God for my three daughters, my seven grands, and my 12 great grands, and all of my family. Wow. Uh, my daughters has meant, um, they have been a lifeline to me, especially since my husband Ed passed away. I thank God for my church family because yes. God knew I was going to need you all. Yes, yes. He knew it. The time that Ed and I started coming here, Every Sunday, when we first walked in, way in our read, they just, they just showed us so much love and everyone else, but they just loved on us. Yes. And each Sunday we kept coming and we kept coming and we looked at each other and we said, we have found home. This is home. We feel like we have come home. Amen. And I tell you, you all have been such a blessing, such a blessing. I could not have made it without my church family. And that's what love does. Yes. Love on each other. Be concerned about each other. That's what dad and mom would do. My mother would fly, fly to Texas. Her family lived in Texas. And they, none of them ever came to California. And um, when she was really sick, and I knew that was going to be her last time, my two sisters and I, we flew to Texas with her to see all of her families um, and to hug them and just to just say, I love you. And I, I so appreciate our pastors, Pastor Rick and Pastor Anna. We are so, so blessed. We are so blessed. I've been in the church a long time. I got saved when I was just about 10 or 12 years old. We are so blessed and never take our pastors for granted. Um, they love us. They are truly shepherds. They give. They give of themselves, they give of their time, and they give of their treasures as well. Amen. And that's what we're supposed to do. Amen. Because the scripture tells us to do that. Pastor Rick has come to the house, pull up pull up his sleeves, and did some just I mean some yard work, dirty work around my house. It, um, when I needed things to go to the storage, he and Pastor Anna, and she she works like a man. She can pick up heavy boxes and Raquel can too. And I just thank God for all of them. And and um, Wayne, I, I I can't say enough about Wayne and Irene. All the meals they have brought me, the meals that you all have brought me, the cards.
texting me, asking me, uh, uh, are you doing okay? Do you need something? We're praying for you. I be sending scriptures. Um, Pastor uh, Anna sending flowers uh, on the on the texting flowers to me every day. All of you coming to see me, May and and Garland and Precious Jaya and all of you and and um, I won't miss anyone. Um, Brenda and even uh, Dan came and my garage door wasn't working. He got up on the ladder and fixed that and and they she brought food. She went shopping. And different ones brought food and shopping. Oh, you just don't know. You just. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love each and every one of you, and I thank God for you. Amen. And I just can't say enough of my family. Lisa, I just thank God she's here today. Yes. And she said, Mama, I'm going to come and go to the uh, picnic with you. And she has beautified my house with yes. flowers yes. and paintings and outside yes. and, and Deborah and Sheila. I just thank God for my immediate family yes. and my church family, my extended family. Everywhere I go, I'm telling people, I'm sharing the love of God and telling them, you all just don't know what mm -hmm. a wonderful church that we have, what loving, caring people we have. Yes. It's a family. Amen. And thank God for Pastor Rick and Pastor Adam. Thank you. Because they are true shepherds. They are true shepherds. Yes. You know, they have things all the time at their home. I know a lot of pastors would not even invite the, the congregation to their home. And that's sad to say. Mm. But I just thank God for you, Pastor. I love thank each you. and every one. And may God continue to bless, bless you. We need each other to survive. Amen. That is so true. Amen. God bless you, Mother Betty. God bless you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful words. That was beautiful. Thank you for the kind words, Mother Betty. But she's describing what our church should be. Um, that's one of the very first things when Anna and I came here, that if we couldn't love the people that walked in through those doors, we were missing the mark as pastors. I want to make sure that you experience God's love and God's, God's blessing through us unto you. Amen? Because we have the Spirit of God in us, living in us. That should be shining through loud and clear. And the way it shines through is through love. Amen? Amen. Well, did, did I miss any? Did I ask anybody else? Was there anybody else I asked um, this morning? I think that was it. So, uh, oh yes, there was one more person. Yes, thank you, Raquel, for reminding me. Let's give a big hand to uh, Gloria Aguirre. Come on up, Gloria. That's right. How could I forget my sister-in-law? Yeah. Tell us, uh, Glory, what does God's family mean to you? Take I won't talk as long as my brother does. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, um, I have to say... Um, Put it up closer. Closer, okay. Thank you. You know, when I came to Foothill, the Mary Canyon, you know, I always had it in my head that, you know, I was just to come to church, kind of be unseen, leave. You know, I like to keep my personal private stuff to myself and... You know, I thought I'd be just a, a passing person, you know, um, but that didn't happen. Um, you know, I felt a, a lot of love when I came here and everyone is so friendly and kind. It's, it's really hard to stay closed in just, you know, prior to past things that happened in my life. Um, but I'm very thankful for all of you. Um, you're all so kind and so loving and a, a great, fun group. Um, 
growing up as well, you know, we attended uh, church. It was awesome, it was, you know, a huge youth group, but still not connected. Um, I was probably a little bit, um, I was the a little wilder child in the family. Um, <laughs> um, but as far as like my family, um, I know, how can I say, um, God knows what he's doing. Yes, he does. Um, I love coming here. I love seeing my brother-in-law and my sister and my brother um, and even my nieces. It's, it just feels it's all connected and it's a tight family. Um, my sister, my, bro my brother-in-law, I can call him 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, my sister will probably won't hear the phone. That's but right. my brother-in-law, <laughs> you know, it's True. always been, what do you need? I'm here for you. Did you, do you need a place to stay? You know, we'll move you. It's been kind of my life a little bit. Um, but I just know that they're always, you know, behind me. Um, and then they'll tell me when, you know, I'm not doing things so, you know, not on track. Um, but as well, I'm thankful for everyone. Um, God knew where he needed to place me and, you know, I wouldn't have met Gregory as well, and I'm very thankful for, for having him in my life, and, um, and I'm very blessed. Thank you. Amen. Give her a big hand. Thank you, Gloria. Love you. Great job. All these testimonies are just reminders of God's great love for us. Amen. doesn't matter where you've been, what kind of love you didn't have unconditional love that was never given to you as Garland expressed. And that's exactly what happens when we don't demonstrate love. It closes us off. We don't ever want to be hurt again. And I know we all have been hurt at times in relationships growing up. Maybe it was your family. Maybe it was an, another relationship in, into adulthood where you got hurt. But God doesn't want you to live with those hurts. God doesn't want you to live with that resentment, bitterness, anger. He wants you to be open. And the only way he can touch your life is if you open up to him. Amen? Amen. So real quick, and we're going we're gonna to close here shortly. But there's three things that we need to concentrate on that we need to do as believers. Number one, we need to always put God first. Everybody say that with me. God first. God first. You know, Matthew chapter 6, I believe it's verse 33. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness will be added unto you. Amen. Seek God first. Don't seek pleasure in money first. Don't seek the lotto first. Don't seek pleasure in climbing the corporate ladder and, and all this business. God says, seek him first and he'll open up the windows of, of heaven and pour out blessings in your relationships, in your home in your job, in your retirement hours or years. Amen? You can sleep on recliners all night long if you want, watching TV. That's okay. God will pour those blessings out upon you. And then number two, as Mother Betty eloquently said it, family second and acquaintances third. Right? But in this case, my second point is family second. Family second. Put God number one and your family will be blessed. But, but it's up to you, and I want to remind you, you have to put it to action. That not, doesn't mean you tell them once, I love you, and you don't need to tell them again. You do need to tell them again, and again, and again, 
not just on anniversaries, not just on their birthdays. You know, one, one of the things that Anna's mom, who passed away um, 12 years ago, said to her was, don't bring me flowers to my graveside. Don't bring me flowers when I'm passed. Bring them to me now. Basically, she was telling her, if you love me, tell me now. Don't tell me later, because she's not going to be around to hear it later. She wants you to tell her now. That's what family is all about. You tell each other now, today. The Bible says today is the day, right? Today is the day. Amen. And then number three, we demonstrate that love. We put it into action. It's great if I tell you all, I love my wife. I love my kids. But if I don't go home and tell them that or demonstrate it by buying flowers from my wife. I bought her flowers yesterday. There was no special reason. I just bought her flowers. And she loved that. And, and I demonstrated in action. I, I, I bought that for her. I'll, I'll tell my kids. I'll, I'll go into their room. You know, I'll knock. Can I come in? Because usually the door's shut, right? Teenager, right? Teen, doors are shut. And then I say, can we talk? And then we'll pray. We'll, we'll have a conversation. But I'll always tell them, you know, I love you. And then um, I have conversations like that. And that leads to dad here that normally doesn't cry we start crying and then we, you know i start praying for him and uh with my daughter bianca or or elizabeth or my grandchildren that's what family's all about yeah. god placed that in your heart yeah. to love one another Amen. as long as pastor anna and i are here and we don't have any plans on going anywhere right now but as long as you and I, or she and I are here, we are going to love you. We're going to love our family. We're going to love one another. Amen? Amen? And I want you to grow in that area as well. I'm challenging you today, those of you that have a tough time saying, I love you to your family member. I'm challenging you today, speak the word of life into them. Speak life into that relationship. Amen. God designed you to do that today. Amen? So that's, that's what I wanted to convey today. Today we're going to continue with God's love by having a church picnic. How many love church picnics? Church picnics are great. We get fed here spiritually. Reminder about God's love for one another, for you. And also we get fed physically, okay? Won't you bow your heads with me this morning? Father God, we want to thank you this morning for the reminder of your word your word does say that we love because you first loved us. Lord, your word says that, it also says that if we honor our father and our mother, that our days may be long in the land that the Lord, your God, is, is giving us, Lord. Our, our days will be long when we honor our mother and father. So if we are fortunate enough to still have our mother and father around, let us honor them, Father. Let us honor them every single day of our life. It doesn't say honor them if they were just good parents or because they were nice to you or because they showed um, 100% unconditional love. No, it just says honor them because they're your parents. So Father, help us to do that every day, that our days may be long on this earth, that we would be blessed in that area of our life. So Father, I pray, Lord, today, let love be the standard let, let you be served first, God. God is first. Family is second. 
And then number three, that we would demonstrate that one to another. And Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your great sacrifice of sending your son to die on a cross for us. Greater love hath no man than this. And Lord, we appreciate that. We love that. Lord, that it didn't have to be me on that cross, that it was Jesus Christ that paid the penalty, paid the price for my sins and everyone's sins here. So Lord, we rejoice in that today. I pray your blessings upon the rest of our day. Be with us, go with us, and let your shine, your light shine through us and your love shine through each and every one of us. And we praise you and thank you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.